0: Hi, this is Thinking Football with Federico Moraes. Today's podcast will focus on finishing. Are we thinking it through? Is practicing finishing more than a shooting drill? When, how, where and why should we be practicing finishing? Before going into any further detail, I'd like to clarify what I regard as finishing. Finishing is more than shooting. Finishing has intrinsically linked the means of how we create scoring chances, in which conditions the ball reaches the player in order to score a goal, which area of the pitch is the ball coming from, who made the pass, how many players are supporting the attack, how many defenders are present and so on. All these can be taken into account in order to understand what finishing can be, if we look at it in the broader spectrum, if we look at it as a complex system. From my experience I consider practicing finishing during the week an obligation, but how we practice it when, where and why are the aspects we're going to focus on today. The complexity involved in scoring a goal is so extensive that football matches don't usually have many goals. Being the, same, being the game's main objective to score in certain football coaches, the goal is regarded as a mesmerizing event. Scoring is valued profoundly so we need to consider that relevance in our weekly training planning or microcycle, and our team's style of play. One aspect I see coaches constantly failing is in the way finishing is promoted through drills. When I look at the way in coaches in, in which coaches create a context where they expect many goals being scored so a high rate of success The portion that leads to the scoring moment of the drill is usually incoherent with the way coaches want to create and develop finishing chances uh, in the match. With all the emotional unrest we know a player feels when finishing, are we evulating this through training? Is it realistic enough to do a long pass to uh, to the wing? across from the winger and having two strikers fighting for the ball completely unopposed um, with only the, um, the goalkeeper in goal. How will our strikers react psychologically to unopposed finishing? How many chances are we going to have during the match unopposed? Does our team want to create chances through that kind of crosses? Taking into account the value of finishing, when should we focus on finishing? In which condition being it mentally as well as physically, although it is hard to dichotomize, Should the players be to be in the perfect condition to practice finishing? Firstly, I think we have to understand that there are no fixed days to practice finishing. In a particular week, it may make sense to practice it on a Tuesday, but on the following week, it can make sense to practice on a Friday. As coaches, we need to have the sensibility and the awareness to understand what is the team's condition, what is the striker's condition, or what's the goalkeeper's condition, I advocate the players should have a concrete period uh, during the week, uh, during the week's training to concentrate to concentrate on practicing finishing. It is it is it is in a sure time the players will be looking forward to score and have that psychological stability uh, to expect that period of time to score in training. However, other moments should be created during the week to practice finishing. In my perspective we should never replicate the same drill within a short period of time in jeopardy of creating mechanized players with no mental habit of adapting to diverse problem-solving environments. That's, that's what the best strikers teach us. Every chance they get, they manage to score sometimes in the most peculiar and unexpected manner. We also need to take into account the context in which finishing takes place. Are we expecting the striker to score in every circumstance during training? The very next day he missed that huge chance to get our team 1-0 up on the 90th minute. In this situation is it the best time to practice finishing? Some strikers do rue on on missed chances, others eagerly await the next chance to score or to practice scoring goals. At the top flight level, after a match, the players are exhausted. These days, we reflect on the mental fatigue uh, if it's not more distressing than the physical fatigue. Um, And I'm just dissecting both as as an example so it's easier for us to understand um, theoretically. Um, the way physical and mental fatigue work as one um, and they sh- they should be env- envisioned as such. I have been very prudent um, to create a finishing drill on the last day of, of training um, before a match. We know that human being performance levels fluctuate so everyone has a, a bad training session during the week what if the striker's bad day comes on the last uh, training session uh, on the drill you, you know you you expect him to be the most effective at and everyone expects him to be decisive during the match on the next on the next day uh, we know from psychology that the most recent emotions contribute imme- immensely to the attribution of competence and therefore have direct influence of pre-competitive match um, stress and anxiety levels. When we plan the training session are we thinking about this? Understanding the complexity of the football game and training extends our concerns far from the striker's point of view. Practicing finishing presupposes having our goalkeeper goal. How beneficial will it be for them? Which day in the week are we practicing it? Is it emotionally positive for the goalkeepers to concede ten goals in in one minute, the day before the match, will we use defenders to help? What if the defenders cannot prevent the goals from from being scored? How will they feel on on the next days on the next day day's match? How can we evaluate the quality of a drill we have generated? We cannot depend on statistics to measure the quality of the drill. It's not by having 30 shots at goal per minute that the drill will be better than one with only 5 shots per minute. Many coaches tell me how shocked they are when the attackers uh, score all chances in training but are really ineffective on match days. And I always have two things to say to them. Firstly, it it might not be the players fault. And secondly, your training sessions have room for improvement. Good finishing drills have to take into account the team's style of play. How do we want to create chances? When do we want to create the chances? When is it more, uh, most favorable? Most importantly, why do we want to create these chances in, in this manner? Then we have to adjust to the tactical behaviours that are actually emerging during the match. Which behaviours did we intend to create and which behaviours are we practising in training? Is there a correlation? Are we being coherent with what we expect on a match day and what we put out on a training round? If my finishing drills are as poor as an unopposed shooting drill with only the goalkeeper in front of goal how can I expect the strikers to score when they're being pressed from the side uh, by a defender. A good finishing drill understands the complexity of all the tactical activities involved, the specific context of the team, the efficiency of the means leading to the scoring chance, and the effectiveness of of, of finishing the chance. Top flight managers and assisting staff have the experience and the knowledge, awareness and the sensibility to adjust all these variables in order to achieve a homeostasis state where everyone has the possibility of being at its prime for the most important event throughout all week, the match. There are no rules or linear consequences for a particular action. Every week the questions are distinct, so should be the answers. My next podcast I will reflect on um, players scoring jumps why the world class strikers stop scoring goals why has your team's top striker stopped scoring goals how can we prevent scoring jumps I hope this podcast helped you reflect on this amazing game we call football